Blog Talk Radio. Urban Jungle Radio, Urban Jungle Radio. Urban Jungle Radio, Urban Jungle Radio. It's the world famous Urban Jungle Radio. With your host, Danny Mendez and Andy V. Urban Jungle Radio, Urban Jungle Radio. 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 Yeah. 
may contain mature subject matter and extreme awesomeness. Listen at your own risk. (laughs) Attention, jungle junkies and new listeners worldwide. It's time for the world famous Urban Jungles Radio Radio Show with your host, Danny Mendez, the Beastmaster and Andy V. Prepare to enter a new stream of consciousness, higher level of awareness, and an overabundance of awesomeness. Streaming live at the speed of light from the worldwide interweb, straight to your brain's core. It's the world famous Urban Jungles Radio. That's us, Andy. That is us, my friend. How are you? I'm fantastical. How are you? Good, I am good, and I am amongst our jungle junkies, which are a panty this evening, Andrew. There is, there is much, There much is, may I use the word, a plethora of jungle junkies tonight on, on the board. Andy, but do you know what a plethora is? Yes, El Jefe. <laughs> Excellent. Well, no, we, we have a lot going on this evening, so... Um, we are not going to beat around the bush too much. No, so it's to not. Speak, because we have the one and only Mr. Joe Shrevogel, a.k.a. Joe Exotic, showing up. Yes, I like how you pronounce his last name. Shrevogel. Very good. I think it's it. Shrevogel or Shrevogel. I'm, you know, it's made of tomato, but I'm, I'm glad you didn't stumble all over it. No, 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 no. no. I got this. I got this. I got this. So we're going to talk to Joe Exotic, which is, of course, one of our... He's up there with one of our favorite guests. He, we had, we've had a really good time with mm-hmm, him on, mm-hmm. on the air the last few times he's joined us here at Urban Jungles. And uh, I'm sure he will not disappoint. No, no, no. Never no. does. And uh, we'll be speaking with him shortly. And, um, my God, it's going to be another one of those weird weeks, man. We're just, like, we're on and then we're off and on and off and on mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. We, we have another kind of travel-y couple of weeks ahead of us and intertwined lovingly with a holiday. Yeah, the we holiday have our arms wrapped on the holiday. Thanks. The holiday of giving thanks, of course. So I don't know if we're going to do a show for Thanksgiving. I haven't decided, but... Well, we'll it see. is Black Friday, so maybe unless, uh, you know, we get run over in one of the many, uh, many uh, you know, sales that are going on at Walmart. I mean, I'd, I'd love to bring, you know, a video camera out just to check it out. Hey, we're breathing it through Friday the 13th, which is always a lucky day for me. So I love Friday is the thirteenth. Yeah, I lo- I do great on Friday the thirteenth. It's much better. It's usually the, the rest of the year that I fuck up. So um we'll see. But um no no no. It's it's been it's been a good uh couple of weeks of shows in, mm-hmm. but unfortunately we're gonna be out um next week. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm going to be returning to Toronto. Toronto. Toronto, yeah. Toronto, Canada. Danny is, is uh doing this trip solo. I am, unfortunately. I will be heading up there to the Christmas Pet Expo, which is happening uh, November 21st and 22nd at Downsview Park in Toronto. 
Um, it, you can check out torontochristmasshow.ca for more information. More information. Um, I'm going to head down there. Yeah, unfortunately, as Andy was saying, I'm going to head down up there, I should say, over there solo. But I'm going to come spread some festive holiday cheer as we celebrate the holidays. And, of course, our pets. I will bring some uh, T-shirts and my scarf. Your, your shemog, <laughs> my shemog. You need a you need a um a, a Christmassy one, you know, a, a, a red and green one kind of thing. See, but you know what? Like, here's the thing, right? This one has been through so much already. It's been over it's so many worn torn at this point. It is. It's been through a lot, and, and I'm thinking of retiring it at our next event, which is coming up on December 5th, which is Christmas Crockfest. So I'm thinking of making it an auction item happening at Christmas Crockfest, which, by the way, you guys should make every point possible to attend. Um, that's happening December 5th. Mm-hmm. Andy, myself, and all the way from London town, Miss Emma Locke will be in full form. That's right. UGR, in effect, we will be having a great time at Christmas Crockfest benefit held at Croc Manor mm-hmm. on uh, December 5th. And this is what Palm Beach? No, Palm no, Coast. Palm yeah, it's on the it's on the Gold Coast, Melbourne. It was in Melbourne. Yeah. Something like that. Well, it's got the palm in it and it's in Florida, so I'm sure you'll have no problem finding it. <laughs> but anyway, that's where it is, and I, I can get you more details specifically what town. But uh this event is a benefit for crocodile conservation mm-hmm. and, and it's hosted by Sean Hafleck. The one and only. That's right, the one and only Mr. Sean Hafleck, the crocodile specialist. TV show, conservation general, and just overall major croc sucker. Um, we love mm-hmm. Sean very much. <laughs> and uh, Sean is going to be doing some great stuff for crocodile conservation, as he always does. But most importantly, he's hosting Christmas Croc Fest, which is happening December 5th. Mm-hmm. So make sure you get there. It's going to have food, festivities, um, and of course, quite possibly one of my favorite auctions in the world with a smorgasbord of items that go up for bid to benefit a few in-situ conservation programs. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be highly intoxicated, inappropriate, inappropriate, yeah. uh, but, but good-natured fun. Um, if and you saw any of the videos we posted from uh, from last year's Christmas Crockfest, you know what this year is... Uh it's only going to be a, a smidgen of what this year is going to be, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be. I think. And most importantly, it's going to be in the name of Crocodile Hardcore. Hardcore. That's all it's crocodile all about. Crocodile Conservation. Um, of course, Sean is doing great stuff um, for crocodiles, and we'll talk more about that. Um, we'll have him on. Maybe we can grab him before Crockfest and have him come up and remind us of all the I awesome guess. stuff that he's doing and what he's doing. If we can pull him out of the mud. No, oh, please. He's just... It's, those, those are lies. That's oh, they're all, like, they're all set up? That's, that's a green, like the moon landing? It's a green screen. He <laughs> nothing. The man does nothing but harden his alcohol tolerance for the auction that comes up at Christmas Crockfest. That is true. That is true. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, so um, make sure you head down to Christmas Crockfest. And next week, more importantly, upcomingly, I should say, not more importantly necessarily, um, is, of course, the uh, the holiday Christmas. Christmas. Thank you, Christmas pet. Help me out here. I can't remember the guy. You can't read your own writing? The Toronto Chris. I don't have, I have my writing for me. The Toronto Christmas Pet Expo. Pet show. The Toronto Christmas Pet Show. 
Toronto Christmas special. Toronto Christmas In Down's view. Toronto Christmas Pet Show. Toronto Christmas. The Toronto Christmas Pet Show happening in Downsview. At Downsview in Toronto, Canada. The twenty mm-hmm. first and twenty uh, second. Come hang out. And that's always fun. That's always one of my favorite places um to hang out with our fl- our friends and, and family. I wonder is, is it gonna be in the same exact location that the other Downsview shows have been? I'm in? Not, I've been pondering that. I because will let the, you know. The, 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 yeah, please let me know because that old spot is phenomenal because it's an old Roller derby rink area. It's great. And what's great is that, like, when you go there, they don't necessarily take any of the stuff up from the roller nope. derby. Nope. So you see, like, all the signs. You see the tracks all set up. Like, yeah. yeah, this is an impact area. <laughs> and Splash zone. And, and when you go into, like, the bathrooms, they have all the posters of upcoming matches with, like, yep. the women, like, doing their, like, badass poses. Oh, uh, yeah, their face. We gotta remember, I gotta like remember to, to, like, to get some of those yeah, posters, please. man. Yeah, yeah. Those posters are badass. I want mm-hmm. some of those. Um, for sure. So, yeah, that's all that's going on. So make sure to join us in Canada. And if not in Canada, check us out in Florida. But do join us because I guarantee that before the holidays are over, we will be having a spectacular time with you, our jungle junkies yes. around the world. Yes. And we look forward to it, of course, all the time. So get out there. Get out there. Have fun. Andy, are you going to have fun? I always have fun, my friend. I'll be missing you from afar, but I will have fun. See, see, Andy's going to have fun, so so you got to have fun because Andy demands it, and it's either that or... I do demand of- fun at every opportunity we get out. This is Anna Locke from the Human Centipede 2, and you're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Join Danny Mendez live every Friday night at 10 p.m. in his quest to bring you the very best in cold-blooded entertainment. From special guest appearances to you today. You're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Ah, Andy, 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 Andy. What can I tell you? Andy, 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 Andy. Listen, I'm so excited to have our guest who is coming on this evening. Um, see, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really. It's hitting me now that I probably should. Not tell the story. Yeah, it's. I guess it's all good because it's Joe. Like Joe's not a guy who like hides any information. No, he doesn't. He doesn't pull punches. Yeah, like Joe. Yeah. So okay. So since we've had Joe on the show, right? He sent us the most spectacular box of items, right? Andy, come on, am I right? Like you're not you, lying. Can no, you're you not lying. Right? He sent us the. He said it's the coolest thing, but amongst them, I got to tell you guys, and some of you know about these already because these are kind of infamous at different venues around the country and even internationally at this yes, point. Yes, yes. Like, so, so he said the box. In the box were the Tiger King line of underwear. And they are some of the most comfortable <laughs> underwear I've ever worn. Well, you see, that's the crazy thing. And I was going to confess this, and I was going to confess this to Joe, right? And I, I guess I can tell you now, and I'll tell him when he comes on and stuff. Is that like I? There's a couple of them that I regularly wear in my underwear line. Oh, like, absolutely. Like not oh, yeah. not just like for special UGR no, no, occasions. No. Like some of these underwear I actually wear my Tiger King underwear, mm-hmm. and and I love my Tiger King underwear. And and Joe was awesome enough to, to even if I'm at home just lounging around cleaning animals, <laughs> I'll do it in that. <laughs> when you're getting tattooed, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my god! When I'm when I'm great. jousting with Josh Roberts in Chicago, you know, come on, wearing it under a kill. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> when I just decide to run around the neighborhood with. My scaring the Halloween kids. No, like, or I can be the opposite. I could blend because I have everything from Black Panther yes. to to tiger stripe and leopard marking 
Underwear. Impressive. They're impressive, man. See, okay, but you know what I want to tell? I, I, you know what? Let's. I, I gotta say this conversation for Joe. Let's have the conversation. Oh yeah, with Joe, sure, But sure. I gotta tell you something about the underwear. That, like, just remind <laughs> me. Remind me to talk about the. Underwear. I won't forget. Do not forget friend. because we have to talk to Joe about the underwear because the underwear are, are pretty fucking spectacular. All right. <laughs> I love those. I forgot how much joy I got from this. This is great. <laughs> All right, my guest this evening um, is a controversial advocate for captive, exotic, and wildlife um, around the globe, really. He he speaks not only for the animals that he is interested in, but he speaks on the benefit of, of other people and other keepers of animals he's not even involved with, which I think is, is pretty interesting and cool. Um, he's undoubtedly one of the most, I guess, passionate people for sure you'll ever know when it comes to working with animals. Um, his life has been devoted to them for many years, um, many which have been spent on the front lines fighting animal rights groups and other extremists, as well as uh, government officials and, and even fellow cat keepers. Um, no matter what you think of his opinions, you can't deny that he's a fascinating individual who speaks his mind freely, which is much appreciated around here. Um, once again, it, it's my extreme pleasure to bring on Joe Exotic, a.k.a. Well, not a.k.a. Joe Shrivogel, a.k.a. Joe Exotic. Yeah, yeah. But um, here's the thing. You guys got to bear with me a minute because, of course, you know, Joe is a very cutting-edge guy and, and he wants to be on the show and we're going to do a video broadcast. And we're actually going to do, I think, a dual broadcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this evening um, two ways on, on Joe Exotic TV as well as UrbanJunglesRadio.com and YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I am going to connect to him and you guys are going to be listening to the connection process. So just kind of bear with it, but make believe it's all magical and Andy will sing you a lullaby if need be during the process. But we're going to connect. And I got to tell you guys, wait for the video for this. And I hope you guys who are watching Joe Exotic TV live will be able to see this because it's pretty cool. Um, it's it's very inception-ish because we it both have be, the yeah. same setups and we have each other piped on the big screens behind each other, and so it's just like endless. It's, it's like it's like when you were when you were younger, you're trying on you know a pair of slacks and Bradleys, and you're standing in the hallway of mirrors, <laughs> and it's just mirrors reflections upon reflections upon reflections for infinity you know it is it's very fascinating and i'm hoping that I, I i it's not too distracting for me if you see me like just snapping out of it snapping out of it because because you know that or my soul will be taken yes and, yes and, and no talking about Candyman or anything like that no 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 <sighs> all right okay let's hope this works i'm gonna try to pipe into joe exotic right. tv and hopefully we can have the man on and See how it all works out. Fingers crossed. And behind us, you see the Joe Exotic TV studio. Yep. Hey, there's the man. Yay. Joe, what's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, how are you doing? Good, good. Good to see you, brother. How's everything? Bring the volume up. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Look at that. We're sitting side by side. Isn't that crazy? Look. Wait, wait, wait hold on. It's this arm. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. Hey, Joe. How are you, buddy? I can expect you. Like, like, hey. Is that marijuana growing on your head? Oh, is it? Oh, I, no, I put it away. No, no. It's oregano. It's oregano, it's Joe. Oregano. <laughs> Either that or you forgot to wash my underwear and you got them inside out. <laughs> no, no, you see. That's the thing. Joe, I got to tell you, man. Okay, so here's the thing, right? I was just telling Andy. I don't know if you heard this, right? But 
We freaking love your underwear. I swear <laughs> to God, today I'm still wearing. I'm wearing a pair. Right yeah, I don't have any. Bro- Andy's wearing his. Yes, right, he's I not here. Okay, yeah. Right, we have used your underwear all the time. And the crazy thing is, at first we're like, "Oh, this is gonna be awesome." That's we, right. We th- we were like, we can wear these to 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 like you know events and stuff like that and goof around. But the thing is, it's like we've incorporated Tiger King underwear into our everyday lives because they're so goddamn comfortable that I wear them like all the time, <laughs> and they make my package look really good too. So I can't complain <laughs> about that. And and that's the cool thing about them is that they 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 totally like make you look really good. So I like I often sit there and admire myself in my my Tiger King underwear, and I'm like, I am glad to be back. It's been a long time. Yeah, man, it has, it has. You've gone through, my gosh, so much, so many battles on so many fronts over the last couple of months since we last talked to you. Um, most importantly, I know there has been a lot going on with your health and I want to just check in and I want to hear from you how you're doing. And I know a lot of people have been concerned and perhaps you can let everybody else know how you're doing because I know that there's been some stuff I've been catching on Facebook with you, uh, dealing with some health issues and I just want to make sure you're good. You know, I'm doing a lot better. Uh, you know, October the 21st and 14, I had prostate cancer surgery. And nobody knew that I had a disease called CVID, so I got septic, all my organs quit, so I'd be dead in two days. Spent a long time in the hospital, back and forth into the hospital, and uh, found some shit in my hip, and dealing with a couple other issues. But, you know, they, they finally got the vomiting under control, and I'm currently on uh, medication out of Colorado because it's not legal here in Oklahoma, and I'm just hoping for the best, but you know, it's it's the attitude that you've got to keep as as far as it's living with me, I'm not living with it, and uh, I move on, you know. And one thing I can say about this battle that we got going on in Ohio right now is at least it's keeping my mind off of being sick. Absolutely, it's empowering the hell out of you. Because let me tell you, I see more of you now in the last few months than in the last <laughs> couple of years. You've just, you know, you're taking it all on man so much and and thank you for that because you not only do it for yourself and for your own interests but i know that you do it for the interests of people you know of all walks reptile people um even even the the damn i don't know fighting fish people whoever (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you know the the whole thing about all of this is is you know i've I've hollered for years you've had me on your show a couple times in the past i've i've told everybody this was about and by God, they're gonna they're gonna start with one species and they're gonna go across with the other species. U.S. Ark is is fighting a, a big reptile battle right now, and you know the stupid thing about most of this is it's all made up hype. Because when they had the Burmese python problem down there in Florida, you know, and everybody was freaking out over Burmese pythons being loose, I took a, a TV crew out of South Dakota called Nature's Adventure to Florida. And we walked our ass off for three days, and we never saw a Burmese python, let alone a native snake. So we couldn't even make a TV show out of it because we couldn't find any snakes. But, you know, all they have to do is, is and Tim Harrison's a perfect example, you know, it put a, a 14-foot Burmese python out along the side of the road, and you make your video and you throw it on TV or you throw it on the Internet that, oh, my God, we got 14-foot Burmese pythons taking over Florida, right. and everybody panics. And that's what they're shooting for is this panic. Yeah, it is. It's horrible. They're panicking. And, and unfortunately, Joe, they're making strides, aren't they, in everything, they, they, everything? They really are. They're making, they're making a lot of room. But, you know, 
since I started these these videos every day until the election day in 2016, and you know I've said it once, and I said it before. If I have to do it from a hospital room in a hospital bed, I'm not going to miss a video. And by the time I get 396 videos out there, trust me, people are going to wake up and they're going to listen because yesterday I got two calls from senators out of Ohio. They're wanting to know what the hell's going on, you know, because their taxpayers, even though in their districts don't have tigers and, and big Burmese pythons and stuff, they're concerned because their taxpayers are paying a $6 million bill that is funneled through nobody but the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries and all their buddies. But I, I think we're going to make some movement here. And, you know, everybody keeps saying, well, you know, Donald Trump hasn't responded yet. Donald Trump has responded. You know, he sent me two letters. He sent me a box of stuff. And in my in my day, you know, between making videos, taking care of the animals and, and marketing and everything else, I could not imagine how many directions he's being pulled right now. So, you know, the, the American people just time. We got 396 days in, in this whole process. I'll get that 30 minutes come hell or high water. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, good on you, man. Good on you for keeping them with the battle. What do you think right now is one of the biggest battles? Obviously, probably Ohio, I'm, I'm assuming, going on well, right now. You know, they're, they're using Ohio as an example. Uh, it's it's not just mammals. You know, it's it's alligators, it's snakes, it's primates, it's cats. Uh, they, they've got the bill that they want there. And they're going to sweep the entire United States with this if we don't if we don't battle this right now. But you know, a couple of weeks ago, I got on Facebook, and now that they're going to listen to me, if they'd have listened to me two years ago on a hundred thousand dollars in lawyers ago, we we probably wouldn't be doing this right now. But now that now that they got me in the driver's seat, and I'm talking to the the lawyers that we hired, uh, we got we got some pretty pretty festive plans to file some pretty festive lawsuits, and and I think we're going to win this. And once we win Ohio back uh, from crooked-ass Kasich over there, uh, we're going to get some of these other states to revert. Last year, we beat three states. We, we got them shot down, and we reverted Kansas. Kansas reverted back to being allowed public contact with Tigers. So the more we get out there and the more we educate people, I, I think we're going to be able to take our rights back. But it's going to take a, a hell of an army, and it's going to take a hell of a troop. But, you know – some of the videos that I've put online every day, some of them are past 112,000 views and, and over thousands of shares. So we're slowly waking up the taxpayers. But, you know, it's not really all about animals. There's, there's some serious concerns out there. You know, it, if they're going to pass a law against you having an animal and they're going to pass a law in California to make it illegal to feed a homeless person, our country's fucked up. It really is in every direction. It's not getting better. It, it is. It is. You know. And and all they can scream is the veterans need more. The veterans need more. You know, I went out to California to a couple red carpet events out there and walked Venice Beach, and I talked to the bums because they're funner to interact with than the politicians and the celebrities are. I have more fun with them than I do anybody. And we, honest to God, have veterans that are, they're treating like pigeons and, and seagulls. It, it's an ordinance, a city ordinance, to feed the homeless people because they might gather on somebody's lawn. Just it, it's just fucking crazy. Mm, ridiculous. And and these laws are coming down as ridiculous as they are. They are making headway because it seems that we are constantly having to 
fight these battles on multiple fronts now for just ridiculous, absolutely absurd shit. Like the whole Python thing, and you know, we all know the realities and the politics behind that and stuff, but even the battles that you're fighting now, it seems like coming down on every angle, and we're still not seeing, in my opinion, we're still not seeing the kind of unity that we should be seeing from the forces with the animal industries. I mean, there are a you know, lot of resources. There is a there is a ton of resources, and, and it is so hard to unite everybody. And I and I've tried everything I could do to unite people, and we're getting there. We're getting there. It's a slow process, but you know most of the problem with animal people. There's two major problems with animal people. One is they're scared to be a target. They don't want to stand up. They don't want to share anything because they don't want the Humane Society, Carol Baskin, or Peter or somebody else singling them out. They're just terrified. I mean, and when you look at, you know, you got Sam Mazzola dead over there in Ohio. You got Terry Thompson dead over there in Ohio. You got Don Lewis missing down there in Florida. Uh, They have some real concern. And then the other problem is, is you've got all of these organizations and None of them can get along. They, they all think they're better than the next, especially in the cat world. You know, we've got several organizations in the cat world, and, and you either are an ass kisser or you're not. And if you're not, then they don't want anything to do with you. And unfortunately, private owners such as yourself or, you know, most of the people over in Ohio that are private owners can't even get in those clubs because they are private owners. And, and that's the sad part is, is – an organization such as the FCF or the ZAA should welcome private owners in and teach them how to do it right so we don't have these issues on national TV, you know, and, and all that stuff. But it's beyond me, Danny, how, how we can get past that lump. That If we can get past that hurdle, we could unite this entire industry. Yeah, and it's high time. It's scary. You know what scares me? And something that I've seen in your videos, which is always worrisome, is how – some of the regulatory bodies involved in regulating animal keepers really have free run and get to do what they want. Like, for instance, um, referring specifically to a video that you posted a couple of months ago about it seems like you were at a public venue with some uh, some cubs, and I believe it was USDA came by and were citing you for something absurd. I think it was like two or three degrees over a certain recommended temperature. Now, we're seeing a lot of absurdities like that where people are being harassed by um, agencies like like the USDA, and and there seems to be – go ahead. You know, that was up in Iowa at the Mississippi Valley Fair, and they cited me for thermal regulation on a baby cub. And, and the sad part is, is inspectors had no idea what the temperature of a baby cub should have been. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean when they cite you for thermal regulation? Well, you know, they cite you. You have the opportunity to fix it. You have the opportunity to appeal it. Uh, and, and we appealed it, and unfortunately, we got shot down on the appeal because they still think they know more about baby tigers than I do. You know, but the problem with the USDA right now is it's not a fair playing field. And and that's part of our lawsuits, and, and we've got some we've got some hearings in Congress coming up this year to to actually talk about this. We've got Senator Congressman King is very upset about the USDA and the way that they're working and being infiltrated by the animal rights people. But if we can get another uh, hearing scheduled, we have the proof to show that this is all a, a monopoly and picking on certain people. Because if you will take and you'll look, and you pull up. 
Pat Craig's website, you pull up Carol Baskin's website, you pull up Lion Tigers and Bears website, you pull up the Carolina Tiger Rescue website, and if you're flying that flag and saying you're against private ownership, you've got a free ride in this country. By whom? Who gives you the free ride? By, by, by the USDA and by the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries, PETA, and the Humane Society of the United States. We, I, have, I have so much evidence for this court case in Ohio that we can show where hundreds of thousands of dollars are being funneled from these facilities to, because it's a, it's a law that you can't be 501c3 and lobby, okay? So they're funneling it to the Humane Society of the United States legal fund uh, and, and then political fund, and then the Humane Society of the United States is paying off all the politicians. So if you have on your website that you're against private ownership, you don't get fucked with. There are more violations down there at Big Cat Rescue and Carolina Tiger Rescue, Carol just got nailed for 77 violations by the Florida Fish and Wildlife and not one by the USDA. There's a problem there. Listen, let me let me talk to you. I don't know how much we can talk about this, the whole Carol Baskin thing. It's The whole thing is very strange to me because I catch chunks. I've caught chunks of it, um, especially that you talked about. And just even industry stories and industry observations over the years about her. And a lot of the stuff that I, I see just doesn't match up. Like there's some obvious things like like animals missing and things that should be really huge red flags, especially with some of these regulatory bodies. Now, why does somebody like her get a pass? Is that because of that whole entire thing where she'll say no individual ownership? I mean, does it make you that powerful really to, to, to side with these people as an animal person? I mean, are 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 these the people that are infiltrating the animal industry? I can I can promise you, Danny, that if I put on my website tomorrow that I am against private ownership and I and I quit breeding, they would never fuck with me again. That's not gonna happen because it's my right and and I have her twenty five year plan. I put it on the internet on nine one one animalabuse dot org and she in her own words says by the year 2025, no zoo or anybody will have a tiger. And she wants them to die out because she doesn't believe in breeding. So you have a crazy woman down there in Florida with more money she knows what to do with pushing for total extinction in America. Uh, how can anybody step back and enjoy supporting total extinction of big cats in the United States? Is it total extinction in facilities other than hers and you know other select ones or is it just well, in general well i mean that's that's her plan is is spelt out year at a time and and by something like the year 2020 she's going to have all big cats in their facilities and their facilities are against public contact breeding and and anything else so if, if by the year 2025 let's just use this as an example by the year 2025, if they was to take all of my tigers, and I just had one born that day, most tigers live to be 15 to 20 years old. So 15 to 20 years old, after the year 2025, they would be extinct. Now, let me ask you this. Is, is there – I know that a lot of the reptile people, for instance, you know, will got to be really black and white where it's like, you know – you shouldn't keep, you know, these animals and you should keep these. 
where I've learned, and I used to take that stance myself for a long time, and I've kind of learned over the years that there's a lot of intricacies, and it's hard to make blanket statements across the board. Now, as far as something, I think, which is a lot more, I guess, I don't know, technical, like in the way of a tiger, now, are you for any kind of regulation, like as far as like willing to work with some of these organizations, like willing to work with USDA, willing to work with, I don't know, Fish and Wallet, like is there, uh, is there the possibility of a give and take or does it have to be like, you know, where we need to take a hard stance where it's like let us regulate ourselves or something along those lines? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm USDA licensed. I'm federally fish and wildlife licensed. Uh, I'm, I'm state licensed. Uh, being regulated is not a problem. Being overregulated is a problem. And and that's what they're doing over there in Ohio is they're overregulating it, you know. But with the organization that that I've worked with, with the United States Zoological Association, and and I talked to the the senators about this thing, is as an industry we have the responsibility to help one another and 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 clear up some of these problems. And if there is somebody, you know, Cord McGuire over in Ohio had probably more reptiles than he did uh, mammals. You know, he, he had mambas and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. over there, you know, and, and they cleaned him out. They, they confiscated everything. And if we would have known that the state had a problem with him, we could have went over there and helped him rebuild and get him some protocols and everything else in order to get up that ladder, you know, of being professional and not having any issues or anything like that. But yeah, they're they're moving they're moving alligators, they're moving snakes, they're moving everything out of Ohio now with this exotic ban law. What for for the people who aren't familiar with it, what is the actual ban law that's been taking effect in Ohio? Well, uh, you know, and that and that was probably one of the other saddest things I've ever seen in in my whole program of, of being involved in politics here is you know, I went over and I testified at the Senate hearing and I testified at the House of Representative hearings and I went behind closed doors with a couple of the organizations while they talked to their favorite senators and they were selling each other out, Benny, behind closed doors. You keep you keep these animals and we won't bitch in a public hearing about these animals that you want out. But we want to keep these animals because we have these animals. But Danny has, you know, a, a couple poisonous snakes. And, and if you want to go ahead and kick him out, but you'll leave my mountain lion in there, we're on good terms. And that's exactly what I saw going on behind doors. And I was never more ashamed of being involved in an industry in my life. But the the ban law that they have over there, you know, hell, they kicked half the monkeys out. They kicked half the, 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 the reptiles out. They kicked out all the big cats. And any hybrids of thereof, whether it's a reptile or, or whatever. And the only people that got exemptions was the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries and ZAA and the AZA. Okay, you know, as a reptile person, you can't become a member of the AZA. I can't become a member of the AZA. I can't become a member of the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries because I breed. And, and I can't become a member of the ZAA because I don't kiss enough ass. So, the people that are the same as me and you over in Ohio completely got screwed. There's no way that they're going to issue you a permit because that was their plan to get you the hell out of the state to start with. Right, right. And so you're fighting things like this in Ohio. I mean, Jesus, how do you, where do you even begin with something along you know, those lines? And, and, and that's, why, that's why I started these videos because it's, a, it's an election year. 
people are interested. People are people are tired of, of laws being passed just by a whim and taxpayers. And that is my main platform right now is on one of the daily videos I did. It doesn't matter if you work at McDonald's or you own a grocery store or you shop at a video store. Your tax money that you're spending is going in their pocket with that $6.4 million. It is. It is. It's it's ridiculous. Has the feedback from people been positive for your videos? I mean, are people starting to wake up and pay attention? Are you hopeful? Every, I guess I should ask. I mean, do you think that we're going to have a chance in this battle? <laughs> you know, uh, I have not had one complaint. You know, I've had a couple people say, oh, well, I can't share them on my wall because you use foul language. You know, so I made one without that language. <laughs> it didn't get shit. Nobody watched it. Uh, okay. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the louder I get, the crazier I get, and the more facts I threw out there in the process of being crazy. There are over 112,000 shares tonight, you know? And, and so that is my platform to win this fight in Ohio this year. Not only the lawsuits we're going to file, but the platform of waking up the American citizens. Now it's time for the normal citizens that don't even own exotic animals to hear the truth that they're paying the bill, not me and you. Would you ever consider running for president? I want to. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Joe Exotic for president. I actually, ladies and gentlemen. I actually have a couple people working on the paperwork as we speak, Danny. You know, uh, I've said it once. I've said it again. I know shit about politics, <laughs> but I know how to listen to the American people, and I know how to put up a good fight. And we not only would be protected, but my favorite video that I made is, you know that pen that they signed them all into law with up there at the Oval Office? Yeah. That motherfucker's going in the trash. <laughs> we have We have enough laws. Right, right. Instead of laws, everybody should get cool underwear instead. <laughs> on your platform you know, you know the problem with politics in America is you can pass a federal law and every city council can shrink that to what they want you know and, and to put the feeding homeless people for example is the cities are the ones passing that law not the federal government and not the state government you've got even cities that are that corrupt and that Lack of concern for a, a veteran that served our war to feed that man. Joe, and you, I think I think as long as I continue to take that fight with us, see, uh, we got to combine some of these issues. Not only animal people, but we got to con- combine. You know, hell, everybody's had somebody in their family that fought in a war. You know, and, and what if your dad ends up homeless? Are they going to make it illegal to feed your dad? Because they are. They've already done it. They've done it in California, and they've done it in South Carolina. And those are the people that I'm going to get their attention for, and we're going to get them in this animal war as well, and we're going to win this shit. Jesus Christ, man. I wish I had a quarter of the drive you do, I swear. <laughs> Good Lord. Joe, seriously, okay, like, like you are fighting this tremendous battle. You you, you are, are, are dealing with your health issues. You... Are involved yeah, they in burnt down. The Back series. in March, they blew up my studio. Well, that's what I was gonna say. You, you're dealing with like basically terroristic 
um, attacks on, on your wildlife park that you're involved with. Um, you've dealt with people infiltrating you and targeting you in huge ways that we're talking about, you know, like going after you not only uh, in litigiously, but um, with like government bodies chasing after you and, and um, people holding up your permits. I mean, you are fighting fucking crazy battles that most people would fold under on any one of these. Like, why do you keep doing it? Because you're fighting really fucking hard. Like, this whole animal thing, like, you're, the battle that you have uniting, trying to get... Because I love... Let me tell you, I love animal people. I work with animal people all the time in every aspect of my career, from, you know, the zoos to being even a kid in a pet shop, you know? But animal people are paying the ass. We're all crazy motherfuckers <laughs> to one extent or another. And it's, hard, it's like wrangling cats it's hard to get everybody in one spot like that's a lot of work man why do you do this why do you wake up every morning when you should be like you know what i'm gonna relax i've got all this going on i should be chilling out at this point in my life like why do you keep going for this it drives it drives me crazy because i can't get up to like go to work in the morning sometimes but you are like doing all of this shit it's like i want to know your secret and look good doing it You know, you know, I, I've I've been I've been in this war since uh, close to 2009. You know, uh, before I stepped up in in the middle of this war, I kind of just minded my own business and and they left me alone. And then they started picking on me. And what really started me off was I woke up one morning and picked up the Oklahoma City newspaper, and here's a story about this crappy little roadside zoo. And it was me, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, somebody's writing a, a piece of shit story about my zoo. And it happened to be Carol Baskin. And it, she turned in this story, you know, because you can make money off of bashing people online because everybody believes what the shit they read online. So that's what started my passion. But you know what, what really drove my passion to uh, – I'm going to unite this organization. I'm going to unite these people one way or another. Okay, we're all going to become one big family. And, and as many people as I have traced, Danny, and I'm talking – from ferret owners to guinea pig owners to, to snake owners to tiger owners, 62.8 million people I have accounted for. And I'm going to get 62.8 million people behind this. And I'm, I have five Facebooks out there right now, and I have three people full-time all day long just running my Facebooks trying to answer their questions and, and, and everything else. And I'm just so passionate that we live in America. And if you can afford to own an elephant, you can afford to care for that elephant properly. Who in the hell is it me to tell you that you can't have that elephant? So that's what started my drive. Now, laying in ICU with tubes hooked to every damn orifice I had, and they said I'd be dead in two days, and I made it out of there with people that believed in me from all over the world that, that were praying for me to make it out of that ICU room is what drove me to this point today, and that is... We are going to win this war. You are very motivational, man. Your following is, is amazing, and, and the people who, who believe in what you're doing, I guess, are a testament to the fact that you're doing something right, for sure. Um, what can we do? What can we do to help you? What can we do to wake up? I think, you know what, let's back up. The, the biggest issue, of course, that we have and the biggest issue that everybody else has is what can we do to motivate the other people? What can we do to motivate the people who, you know, do not keep X animal or the people who are like, well, this doesn't affect me. 
What can we do to motivate those people? Well, it, it does affect them, and and that's what I've been really trying to get my high points on these videos about is they don't have to own an animal to be paying this bill, okay? And right. if, if they move if they move that same law to Oklahoma or they move that same law to Colorado, every taxpayer is going to pay that bill uh, to, to to fight this or to to enforce this law. So we got we got a couple ways to get them off their butt. One is Okay, you got to learn from PETA. First thing you got to do, you got to you got to learn their tactics. Yep. All right. And my next plan is is to lay on the steps of the Capitol in Ohio in a dead lion costume to represent that lion that they killed in that Reynoldsburg facility. So as soon as I get my protest permit, you're going to see Joe Exotic laying dead with a whole bunch of other people around him with signs up, and I'm not getting my ass up off that sidewalk until people get me on the news and I can tell them where the hell their tax money's going to. It's going to lions, lions, tigers, and bears, a quarter of a million dollars to drive some animals out of the state of Ohio. That's bullshit. We offered to do it for free, and we offered to house them and care them for free. So that way, if the people can get a permit or the people can move to a state that it's illegal, they can have their animals back. And that's what the animal people should be doing in this industry is looking out for each other. I don't care if you have snakes, and I don't care if Chris Hansen in the chat room has a monkey and she dresses that monkey up in little fun dresses and shit. That doesn't affect me. As long as that woman is taking care of that monkey and you're feeding your animals, you know one of the biggest arguments in this industry is, and people can't get past it, is you have reptiles, and most of your viewers have reptiles, and in the wild they eat live prey. Okay, so, you know, not all snakes. I have snakes. Not all snakes will eat a frozen rabbit that's thawed out. Not all snakes will eat a, a, a dead frozen rat that's thawed out. Right. They, you want them to be in the wild, but you don't want us to feed them like they're in the wild. That's the biggest problem in this industry is, oh, my God, feed a rabbit to a snake, and you've got the bunny people crawling up your ass like nothing. You know, tomorrow doesn't exist. Or you feed them a live rat, and, they, and then you got everybody with a pet rat bitching. You know, we have to make up our minds. Do we want to treat our animals in captivity like they would in the wild? Because we can't turn them loose in the wild. All of them are being poached, killed, and, and, and we're tearing down their habitats in the wild. So that's the biggest hurdle that we got to jump to uniting people is people that have animals got to understand animals eat animals. For sure, for sure. Unfortunately, I think that's basically like almost like human nature thing because even working in the zoo world, I know that there are zoos that can't even feed animals on exhibit, even if they're frozen, because people have conniptions over that shit. So <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. We just have some major issues, I think, as people overall. And I guess, yeah, working into all the different animal groups, that kind of works its way in there for sure. Man, what, what do we do to help you, Joe, with the battle? Because I can't, I, I can't imagine the resources that this takes. You know, Danny, the, the only thing that I need help from the American people and the pet owners right now to share the videos, and we got to start in Ohio. I know there's battles going on everywhere, and, and you know, in Nevada right now, in Las Vegas, and, and everywhere else. But we got to concentrate. And the way I drew it out the other day on a, a chalky race board, so people would understand it, is we have this mothership problem right now. It is the state of Ohio. If we can take and and deflate that mothership, and we can win the state of Ohio over taking that as an example over to another state, I can almost promise you we can revert every law that has been put in place. 
in 2006, I sued the state of Oklahoma, and we ain't got no laws here, and, and we intend on keeping it that way. But you've got to not only wake up the American people, you've got to wake up some of these politicians that really don't know what the animal rights people are really about. Because the laws that they're passing is attached to the end of 3,000 other laws. And half of these senators and, and congressmen that sponsor these bills haven't even read that bill. And we fought that here in Oklahoma last year. You know, one, one of our senators sponsored a, a bill to regulate and permit, and you can't do this, you can't do that, and everything else. And that bastard never read that bill. So by the time we educated him, it never even got read. It didn't make it first to pass the first hearing, and it got tabled uh, for the rest of the year. But that's the big thing. We gotta we gotta have a plan. We gotta get the state of Ohio under control. We've got to wake up the taxpayers of Ohio to understand that they're the ones paying the bill. You know, every time a tax hike goes up, it comes out of their pocket. Right now, six point four million dollars has come out of their pocket. And when we start waking them up to the truth, then we're gonna go and file the lawsuits and then we're gonna get on the news because I'm filing some crazy ass lawsuits and we will get on the news. And if I if I can tell everybody out there that's listening right now, we have to learn some of these PETA tactics. The only reason that they get on every news station is because it's so damn ridiculous and they're so out of control that everybody's scared of them. Right. I had that PETA spy mm-hmm. break into my office and steal our hard drives. We caught him red-handed. Okay, we had the sheriff's office sitting there, we had an FBI agent sitting there, and we had it all on videotape. And that FBI agent sat there and told me right in front of him and two of my managers, case will never be prosecuted because it's too political. And they took the computer that was registered to PETA, they took the camera that was registered to PETA, and let that son of a bitch walk out the door because it's too political. And us animal animal people, there's enough of us out there, 62.8 million, and I ain't even done counting. And if we get political, we got it made. We but need we gotta to. Get these, we got to get these people up off their ass. Yeah, we do. We've got to get them up off their asses because, unfortunately, the people that we're battling are a very well-oiled machine. You know, that's they why are. all these AR groups are, are making so much progress over us because they know exactly how the system works, and they're milking it. And we have people within our ranks that know the system and that can we also do. milk we, it. We have the resources. We, we just got to get them together. We just got to get them together and do it fast because as everyone is learning across the country – from a city all the way to a state or even a federal level, man, this is this is it. This is our last hurrah. I, there's from everybody from the zoos to the private keepers. You're all affected, and it's not good at all. Animals are dying. Um, you know, what do you think happens to these animals? They get confiscated. It's not a pretty picture. They don't. Go, no, it's not. No, it's a sad picture. It's a very sad picture. But did you see my video today? They spent. Seventy-six thousand dollars on nothing but necropsy tables. Well, why whole, is that? Because you know why what? The, the whole thing is a scam. From everybody, everybody who can possibly line their pockets along the way is doing it. Even animal sanctuaries. I hate to put some of them out there, yep. but you have animal sanctuaries that are getting paid tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to take these animals. And then what are they going to do? They're going to take these animals. They're going to be like. Oops, oh, this animal's going to die. We're going to euthanize it. And, oh, thank you for your donations in the process. 
You got that right because uh, half of the Tigers that have been taken in, especially those from New York, raised $47,000 online and put them to sleep because once the money train's over, they're no use to them anymore. And that's exactly what's happening. But, you know, I'm not against sanctuaries, but the problem I don't understand, Danny, and this is what we have to wake the American people up to, is I could call myself a sanctuary all day long. I used to. Carol Baskin can call herself a sanctuary all day long. People out there in Arizona can call them sanctuaries all day long. Uh, they're still fucking private owners, are they not? Oh, in my opinion, they're nothing but a private owner with a hoarding problem that has figured out how to take a 501c3 status and get the American public to fund their hobby. And I'm sick of it. And that's what I'm going to expose next. Good for you, man. Good for you. Absolutely. You should do that because it's, it's a hard. That is really the enemy. What, what, what is a sanctuary? Thank yeah, I mean, a sanctuary is supposed to be a place where the animals' cares and needs are met, you know, but within with an infrastructure already in place. Like you don't, it's not a pay per animal, you know, and that's what but, people are getting used to these days. But but who starts a sanctuary? Somebody that's infatuated with that kind of animal. Yeah. As as a, as a private person, and they get more and they get more and they become a sanctuary, and and, and it's nothing but a, a private owner with a hoarding problem. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one way to look at it. And yeah, that, that, that becomes yeah. a huge level, too, when you're talking about animals like tigers. That, that just, that level that's right. is you know, huge. I got 187 tigers. Holy this shit. Place, this, this place is considered a zoo. We are a zoo that takes unwanted tigers in and unwanted animals in, and I'm fixing to move 200 more tigers in here. So we're going to be up to almost 400 tigers. So, you know, fuck with me then. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! You need to like, train them to ride you around in a big chariot, Joe. Just you know, fucking parade around in a chariot. <laughs> you know it, it. It's it's just it. You know it's it's like the in, the way I ended my show at six o'clock today. You know, don't idolize me because I don't want to be idolized. Because people that idolize you think that they own you. You know, and you get some pretty crazy fans out there, and I'm sure you know what that's like, okay? But I am in a war right now, mm-hmm. and and they picked me to lead this war, and I'm going to lead this bastard till the, till the last day I die. We're either going to win, or you're going to bury me doing it. Good for you, sir. Absolutely. Good for you. The way, like, way I look at it, Danny, is, you know, I'm, I'm facing a couple terminal diseases, so I'm either going to win or I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking die anyway, so I just as well die winning this war for everybody. And and that's all I want out of this is, you know, in, in, in five, ten years or, or whenever God decides to finally make this shit kill me, I, I'm going to die with a legacy that we want this shit. And, and that's all I want out of it. Absolutely, and do it, make and 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 look good Thank doing you. it too. Damn it, look real good doing it, cause you do, man. And that's what you got to do. You do it with style. No, but seriously, that's good. And and you're so passionate about it, Joe, that you really, I honestly, I couldn't see you doing anything else. I couldn't see you retiring and going to Miami. Um, like it just, it's not gonna happen, man. And and honestly, I think you, like many many animal people around the world, would be most happiest 
fighting for what you most believe in until your last dying breath, literally, because it, it's definitely, you know, the, the most honorable way to do these things. And, and I'm glad. I'm glad that the animal people have you because you're a really amazing soldier for this. And I want to thank you for doing, going above and beyond and, and doing a really great job of battling this for everybody across the country. You know, Danny, they can send as many spies in here as they want. They can make as many fake videos as they want. They can burn this fucking building down as many times as they want. I've told them a hundred times, I don't need a zoo. I don't need 187 tigers. All I need is a laptop and an internet connection, and we're still going to win this war. And you can come on Urban Jungle's radio. They can can run, make them. They can run me completely out of out of business and, and take everything I got away from me. But I got enough friends with laptop computers. They're never going to show up with a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can count Urban Jungles Radio amongst those friends, man. You ever need a podium, you ever need a place to talk, you know that we're always here. And, and we welcome <laughs> you, and we thank you, man, for all the work that you're doing. Um, we're going to plug the hell out of your videos and get the word out as best as we possibly can, but just let us know anything else that we can do to support you. You know, right now it it appears to be just a a tiger thing uh, that I'm fighting for, but it's not. You know, they took their bears, they took their tigers, they took their alligators. Uh, We we got everything in one nest over there right now. And my pitch and my, my goal here is to be able to go back around the country and collect all these animals that have been confiscated and put them in one secure location, whether it's here at this zoo or it's back at that facility in in Reynoldsburg, and we send people over there for free so it doesn't cost the taxpayers any money, and that's what the senators were really interested in. And the minute that I get Ohio somewhat under control, you're going to see me go – on to the other states and fight for the snake people that are just having issues in city council meetings and everything else. But, you know, it, this is exhausting. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of time in a day to do this. When we just make that one video, you know, it takes me probably a, a half an hour to an hour to sit there and, and do my video because it's all off the top of my head, man. I don't script any of that shit. And then it takes the the editors, you know, a couple hours to edit it. And then you got to wait for the internet to upload it to the thing. So uh, every video that I put takes five hours out of our day. Yeah. And then I got to answer all the questions people have and talk to the senators and the lawmakers and everything else. And it, it's a full-time job. But I want to make sure that the people out there that own reptiles and they're having a problem, you know, whether it's in Manhattan or, or it's in Wisconsin or wherever, uh, I'm here for everybody. This is not a one species fight, guys. It's just right now my my main focus. We've already got a lawsuit in Louisiana uh, going. We joined the lawsuit with Michael Sandlin with Tony the Tiger Truck Stop. And you see that tiger is still there. I want to do the exact same thing in Ohio, but it's just going to take some time because we don't want to jump in there with a lawyer that's only got half the information she needs to win this fight for everybody. We're going to have our ducks in a row and we're going to walk in and we're going to take control. And that is my plan. Excellent. Well, it's a hell of a plan, man. And, and you're the man to execute it. That's for damn sure. So all I ask for, Danny, is if they do hit me with that bullet, make sure that I got a funeral procession from here to China, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to make loud and proud, man. We're going to make it just music playing. It's going to be a big-ass party. We're going to have tigers everywhere. And just it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be wearing your tiger king underwear, I, I, and it'll just be awesome. I want you to... 
I want you to raid my gift shop and make sure everybody's got a pair of Tiger King. Yes, you heard it right there. He said it. We got it. Yeah, Tiger King underwear calls home here. But yeah, you know, it, 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 this, this is serious. We're gonna we're gonna lose if we don't stand up. This yeah. is our last. I feel deep in heart. This is our last stand. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. And, it is and if we don't stand. take advantage of it, we're gonna lose it. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Joe, thank you so much, man. Thank you for joining us once again. And thank you for doing everything you do, man. Keep on the, doing the great work. We are going to um, do everything we can to support you. Get your videos out there. Get Thanks. the word out. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. And um, you got to come join us soon again and update us. And get well soon and just continue yeah. on, man. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for having me on. Take Thanks, care, bro. Be good, Take man. Care. This is a journey into sound. I'm Marty Stauffer, and you're listening to Urban Jungles Radio with Danny and Andy. Those motherfuckers think they know every fucking thing there is to know. Urban Jungles Radio. Urban 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 Jungles Radio. 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 Urban 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 Jungles Radio. Those motherfuckers think they know every fucking thing there is to know. Joe Exotic, ladies and gentlemen, aka Joe Strybogle. I, I wish he, I wish he spoke his mind about it during this interview. It seemed like he was holding back a little bit. I think so too. He was holding back. He's a shy guy, you know, and yeah. it takes a while to crack that nut and get across yeah. to him. So you just got to work with those types, Andy. Believe me, it's it's tough, man. Well, you, you, it's like you did me, well. Kind you did well. Yeah. yeah. I can only handle one at a time, though, man. That's the problem. <laughs> Joe's awesome, man. He's yeah. great. Yeah. He, you know what? It's, it's funny because he, it, people have issues with him because they don't agree with what he says, and that's fine. Don't you don't have to. That's what people understand is we don't have to agree with what we all say about everything on a specific level. But overall, we all have to realize that we want the same thing. Yep. And when you have somebody who's willing to speak the truth, whether or not you agree with it, just on the basis that you can take somebody for their word and they speak their mind and they tell you how they're really feeling, that's the kind of person that makes it really easy to reach a common ground with and that if you do have differences, you can come together and you come together as a powerful force and then you move on and you know you combine with the next person and, and you just create this. So he's, he's just a really great guy. He's a great guy to get behind in that sense because he, he tells you what he thinks. He's very straight up. He's no bullshit. Shit. And and he's he believes what he believes in, and and, and he stands by it, and and that's great. I respect that highly. So, mm-hmm. Joe Exotic, thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for speaking your mind. And he's brought up some really good points. It's it's a crazy thing, and I don't know. But you see, like he's bringing up great points, and I agree with what he says. But I just I, I don't know how. Like I just maybe I'm jaded. I think people are just still so apathetic about things like you know where their tax money goes. Like people don't care about that shit, you know, and like. Like, it's sad, and, and it's, but they do, and, and that's maybe where PETA 
and Humane Society and these other organizations have a bit of a leg up, like Unjo was saying, you know, when they do protests and they do them in spectacular fashion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, at this point, we've all gotten to the point where we roll our eyes when PETA has, like, a bunch of naked chicks in fur coats. Well, some of us roll our eyes. A bunch of naked chicks in fur coats, whatever, demonstrating on the steps of, you know, some designer during Fashion Week here in New York. Like, it happens all the time. It's so fucking common here in New York City, yep. especially during Fashion Week. Oh, my God, Like, the yeah. protesters are pretty much as common as the people who are attending these events and yep. no one to do the whole joker thing no one bats an eyelash like just yeah. no one cares you know and but when you have somebody who does some extravagant shit like you know people like faking that they've been skinned and shit on the sidewalks or like walking around with dead you know mutilated animals that makes yep. a difference and and I don't know if we should get we shouldn't get that extreme because then people kind of lose the connection. But we need to now hit a tactic, at least a shock tactic, in the form of like everybody just getting together and organizing. Imagine those sixty-two million people got together and organized in some fashion, man. It, that would be some shocking shit. Where it'd be like, wow, these people are hardcore. These animal lovers are serious about you know their rights and their laws and standing up for that shit. And and yep. it, it goes yep. so much farther. But uh, frustration. It's just frustrating and whatever. It is. Oh, it's it very very frustrating because. You know, we all have this ideal, you know, vision of what we want for our animals, for our families, for for our country, and we can't even agree. You know, what's better, Pepsi or Coke? We can't even agree on a presidential yeah. candidate. You know, how are we supposed to be able to to say, yeah, you can own these animals, but at the same time, I want to own these animals. Let's not give you the rights and take mine away, or vice versa. That doesn't make any sense. But then there's like the nuances that like like I walk or like we walk. I don't want to speak for you, but like yeah. then there's the whole like like okay, yeah, you know, I want to own this and you own that. But then there's the whole like you shouldn't own that. And oh, of course, you yeah, can't that's always there. That, Absolutely, you know, and, yeah. and and there's legitimacies to both sides of these arguments in all sense. Like, yeah, you shouldn't keep it. Like, I I don't think people should necessarily keep killer whales, but like you know. Uh, people, you know, will, will often on our page will come up and they'll they'll compare that to keeping reptiles. It's like, no, it's different. It's a whole different scale of operations, you know. And then so you get into those arguments as all the nuances and things like tigers. I mean, the tigers is a fucking is a crazy line to walk, you know. It's like you want to fight for your rights to keep these animals. You don't want anybody telling you not to do it. But at the same time, like you, you gotta know that not everyone is equipped to be out there having a tiger. Like, you don't want these drug dealers in Miami, like, having a tiger's chained in their front lawns, a la Scarface or whatever, you know. But, you know, at the same time, like, you don't want somebody who's dedicated and cares, like these people, some of these people in Ohio. And, and the really heartbreaking thing and eye-opening thing for me in whole, uh, Ohio specifically was the fact that um, a lot of the animals in the news and some of the animals reported that were confiscated were pets for decades. Like, some of these animals, yep. bears are like 20-something years old. And, I mean, that's fine. Okay, whatever the laws are, the laws come into effect and they change and the situation changes. But come on, man. Be a fucking human being. Yep. If somebody's had an animal for 30 years, there's nothing. You can fucking take that animal. You can put it in a, in a pen in the middle of a lot. You can take a bear, a brown bear that somebody's mm-hmm. had for 30, 25 years and, and put it in the most idealistic habitat in the world and try to put it out there. And it's you know it's just not going to be that it wants what it, it's used to and it wants the yep life that it's used yep. to so like under those situations come on be compassionate and like 
okay, yeah, we know that not everybody should be having beers, but this yep. guy's had it for 30 fucking years. Like, yep. what are you going to achieve by taking it away from them? What? You know, and then what are they going to ultimately do? A euthanize the animal anyway? Yep. So it, the whole thing is so hypocritical and I mean, it's we, so frustrating. We have friends in Ohio that lost their ability to keep some of their exotic animals. We do. We and have friends sucks. that have lost animals. It's we heartbreaking have, for you know, every day, with, you know? Without getting too specific on who it is, I'm sure some of you people might know if I make this, this analogy, but, but there is one woman that we know who has raised a, a small, I don't know how to put this, a small ape um, in a way that can only be described as a child, exactly. a family member, yep. like not a pet. And you know what? Not everybody should have these animals as pets at all, but this is one of those one in a million people that really revolve their whole lives around these animals mm-hmm. and a dedication to these animals much akin to what you would see in someone with a family member, whether yep. it's a young child or an older elder being taken care of, whatever it is. Like you see people with that kind of dedication and you gotta stop and you gotta be like, okay, these blanket losses don't work, you know? Yep. When you have these situations where you have somebody who's demonstrating and who has followed laws for X amount of years and like you gotta make there's gotta be some give and take. And I know that's very idealistic of me, but of course, it's just, of course. It's unfortunately the battles but, that we but, deal but with. But also shows that you're still a human. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you know, like how can you pull somebody's, you know, pet monkey away who's been in their family for two decades away? Like, because they don't, they don't see it as a family member like that person does or, you know, your dogs or my cats. If someone's to come in and take them, I'm fucking fighting them yeah. for that. Yeah. They don't see them as family members. I do. They're my kids. So that's what I live by. Yeah, it's it's a crazy world we live in, man. And there's so many like bigger, seemingly more important issues to work with. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. this is what dominates our tax. Our, our little, but it, but it's also our our microcosm of the world. It is. This is our world. It is. Whether you're keeping tigers, lions, bears, oh my, or snakes, or cats, or dogs, or fish, someone's gonna have a problem. But isn't with it that. weird, dude? That like people like this has gotten to the point now, the level where like this is affecting people's lives on such a huge Absolutely. level or destroying, destroying lives yes. And, yes. and in some cases killing people mm-hmm. causing people to commit suicide like this is where we are and it's like really this is what we fucking have to fight in this country right now like with everything going on this is where we're at mm-hmm. this is what we're battling and this is what is taking up time in our fucking court systems this is what our judges are getting paid to spend their time on mm-hmm. this is what we're Millions, if not billions, of dollars are being yep. funded and by lobbyists are being are being pushed through by lobbyists, and it's it's funding this crazy battle. Man, billions of dollars that would buy these animals, like natural habitat in their natural habitat, would create amazing like just resources in the U.S. for some of these people who own these animals. They would kick back to conservation of these animals. Like there's this. These resources, man, if you took how many fucking millions that PETA and HSUS spend on lobbying and took that money and put it into something real like, you know, for pets, whether it's a spaying or neutering program that Mm -hmm. is vital or whether it's donating X amount of money to the rainforests Mm -hmm. or, you know, your local woodland, your local park, national park, whatever. There's so many fucking better places this money can go and what do we do? We waste time with shit like this. It's just, it's really mind-blowing, man. Really. Absolutely. It's it's deplorable the way way people react to situations like that. I mean, 
you know, fucking people blew up this week about a red Starbucks cup. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it, the, the 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 level of, of absurdity that that people get bothered and annoyed and offended and feel that they have the right to do something, but you don't. Just it just it boggles my mind. We are just I, I hate to sound like the old fart, but we are now like this like generation of entitled people who just. I think that we have the right to sit around and complain and tell everybody what to do and how to live their lives. I, I think you and I have, have have escaped that slightly, slightly, slightly. We are like the, we're on the cusp. We are on the cusp of that for yeah. sure. But this like next generation, the next generation, the generation behind us, forget it. And, but the sad thing to me is that how like hypocritical it is and disconnected it is. So it's so hard to take a lot of this stuff seriously. But these are the people that unfortunately are shaping the world around us right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. People who have never who will sit here and tell you all day long about. Why you shouldn't keep uh, kinkajou. Yeah. But they've never seen one in the wild. Mm-hmm. They've never seen anything other than maybe a feral cat or a raccoon in the wild. Like, you know, and it's shame. Like, I think that we're just missing out on so much because we are now being this whole, like, weird little combination of the Terminator slash the Matrix and, like, self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's like we are now wrapped up more and more in this technological world and much less in the natural world, so we're just inclined to comment what we want in a technological world without the practical experience and knowledge mm-hmm. of the actual natural world. Why, why Why would you pay, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars to go, you know, fly to Africa or, or to Asia to experience the, the rainforest there when you can just type it into Google and see, oh, that's a rainforest. Oh, that's a tiger. Oh. Google map and rainforest. Yeah. Well, I mean, does that even exist? I mean, you, can you actually see the swaths of rainforest being <laughs> being destroyed on a monthly basis? I'm sure you could at some point. I don't know where it extends to the satellite. That would be interesting. Sure you could. And it's sad, but it's true. And this is where we are, and this is what we have to consider. So prioritize people. It's going to be a completely different world in 10 years from now, I promise you. Either in that it will be like very a Mad Max situation or... We will be sitting in a situation where we will not be able to realistically keep animals anymore, as is happening more and more across the country, especially well, you know at the city level. If it comes down to the Mad Max level, I just want to be a war boy. That's all. Hmm. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's a glorious day, brother. A glorious day. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, our back's up against the wall, so... This is it. As Joe was saying, do or die, man. This is the time to do it. So either we're going to act on this shit and we're going to make it something happen or we're going to sit back and watch our rights taken away from it. And that's pretty much all you can take away from this interview. But, but unfortunately, it, it sucks because there's, there, there are people who are actually out there fighting for it, but their voices aren't loud enough. Their pockets aren't deep enough. And that's, I think, where the, the, the biggest problems come from. It is, and that's why we have to unite because only together are we going to have these resources. Mm-hmm. Again. Yes, again. I mean, it's a good song and all, but still. This is a journey into. Why are you gonna make me feel bad? Again? God damn it! There you go. <laughs> it's a new soundboard already made. Yeah, I'm like, like, having enough. Radio. Urban Jungle Radio. Urban Jungle Radio. Urban, urban Jungle Jungle Radio. This is Dominic Monahan, and you're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Thanks for that, Dominic. Well, Jungle Junkies, it was another exciting episode here at Urban Jungles Radio. Of course, Joe Exotic did not disappoint in the slightest bit. 
We wish Joe the best of luck in his battles, and we will definitely do what we can to support him. And we urge you, our jungle monkeys, if you are an exotic slash wild slash I don't care if you keep parakeets, whatever it is you keep, um, this is it. We're living in a world now where people are telling us what animals can be parts of our families and what animals can be companions, and that's kind of sad and scary in a lot of different ways. So it's up to you to do something. If we don't start uniting now, it's just not going to happen at all, and we are pretty much screwed. We're already three-quarters of the way there. Yep. This concludes another episode of the world-famous Urban Jungles Radio Show. We'd like to thank our sponsors, and most importantly, you, our jungle junkies, for tuning in this evening and supporting us in all that we do. Don't forget to tune in next Friday night for another live episode. And if you miss any of our shows, be sure to download them on iTunes for free. Be sure to like Urban Jungles Radio on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at UJ Radio. Thank you for listening to Urban Jungles Radio. Danny, did I forget anything? No, but I just want to um, thank our jungle junkies across the planet for listening, tuning in, downloading, whatever it is, bootlegging, whatever it is you're doing. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I want to thank the Canadian Pet Expos for sponsoring us and for having us coming out to Toronto to hang out with our jungle junkies up in Canada, whom we love very much. I look forward to seeing you guys. And I'm sorry, Andy, but I'm going to eat a lot of poutine, damn it. <laughs> finger gestures are flashed across the room from Andy. Yep. No, I'll just tell you, fuck you. <laughs> Shit. Fuck me and fuck me with a and lot they, of poutine. And they just opened up a fucking poutine bar. I too. Saw that Motherfuckers, poutine. man. But if you remember the, the place that we stayed at Hacker Poutine, right? They did, yeah. So, holla, yeah. poutine. Holla, it's poutine. Bring some back for me. I'll bring you poutine and like, like a grease it or something, yeah. Can you bring it? Is there something against bringing poutine across international lines? It's not. Oh, it's I'm got like sure. meat in it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, no. The gravy, the gravy, right? yeah, yeah. The gravy's got like meat in it. And oh, stuff. We can't, you can't have meat because uh, we're doing the vegetarian thing for the month, dude. That's right. <sighs> Maybe there's veggie poutine. It just can't have gravy. I can still get the fries and the. I'm not then vegan. Then it's not. Then it's not. I'm not vegan. It's vegetarian. But if it's beef flavor, that's technically right. But that's the gravy, and if I'm not getting the gravy on it, but then it's not poutine. And what if they have a veggie version? What if they have a, what if, if they, they do go for it? Vegan poutine. I'm gonna have to like an gonna, Alfredo sauce. Or I'm something gonna have it. to like like that's a lot of oh my god, that's a lot of calories. <laughs> <laughs> I will challenge your poutine Alfredo <laughs> as an American in my duty to my country. Your your arteries are just gonna seize <laughs> upon the smell of it. Oh my god! You fetch me a mumu now. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to Canada for sure. <laughs> um, Canada and then Florida, man. Crockfest is going to be just, just spectacular. I get the feeling that Crockfest is going to be sending us out with a bang, Huge man, bang, for yeah. the end of the year. It was spectacular last year when we had no idea what we were walking into. It was pretty goddamn spectacular. And now that we know what's there, and we made so many amazing friends mm-hmm. over the course of the year there and just throughout it's going to be really spectacular to see everyone and uh, it's going to be awesome and of course our, our, our UK correspondent is going to be in the house so UJR will be there in full effect 
and interns will be attending, and we will have just so much going on. So drunken fun. Drunken fun, and of course we will be there to do document it everything. All. And we everything may uh, we may take a, a tandem swim in uh, Sean's Lake this year. Oh, that's gonna happen, dude. That's totally gonna happen. We're we're gonna wear our Joe Exotic underwear. We're gonna look damn good jumping into the lake. I'm all for that one. <laughs> I'm I'm down. So as long as no one puts a, a floating crocodile head there. <laughs> oh, shut up. We'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to check it again. We'll <laughs> 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 Urban Jungles Radio, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful night, and uh, just just continue being fucking awesome. Later.